Marcus has been to a Pro Bowl. He's been to the playoffs before you were hired. Since you've been hired, he's regressed to this point. Why? I guess I'm just not a very good coach, Jared. That was earlier today, and I am not one to say that Mike Vrabel is not a good coach. But Mike Vrabel, in a sly, backhanded, do sarcastic manner. Do you feel manner, good about that? I don't feel any way about that. Uh, am I supposed to feel good about it? I'm just curious. I mean, I that's my, my question is, when you took over, Marcus has been significantly worse. Why? I want to know the why. He gave his answer. I don't. People are like, "What answer did you expect from him?" I don't know. But asking questions is not, in my opinion, asking questions is not about trying to get an answer as much as it is that they can choose whatever answer they want to give to you. So that's the answer Vrabel wanted to, you know, chose to give me. He could have said whatever he wanted. He could have said, "Hey, let's look at this," or "This has been an issue," or "We're working through this." He could have said whatever he wanted to say. He could have said maybe the problem is is that the afternoon show on ESPN 1025 The Game, an incredibly popular afternoon show, Jared and the GM, uh, Marcus listens to Jared and the GM, which I highly doubt he does, but he could have said Jared and the GM is the problem. That's why Marcus, he could say whatever he wanted to. Again, you ask the question not expecting an answer, but you ask the question because you want to know the answer, and I want to know the answer. And this goes back to Vrabel. And I will just say this, Floyd. Where are the Titans better since he's taken over as coach? Well, they're better every place except one. Except offensive line? No, the running back. Special teams? The running back. The running back is the, the difference. They're better on defense across the board. They're better. They got better. Well, they got the same. Better or the same? Because some of the, a bunch of these guys are the same. So, you can't tell me that be... that offensive line is the same before Rabel and what we're looking at now. Like it was, it was great Malarkey's first year. It was so so the second year. It was bad last year. It is horrific this year. It is record breakingly bad this year. The quarterback has regressed. The wide receivers, I think, are probably better than they were when Vrabel took over as coach, but they're not producing because the quarterback keeps getting sacked and the quarterback can't hit a five-yard out route right now for some reason. Or you're running back, you know, you don't have DeMarco Murray anymore, but DeMarco was injured a lot of that second year before Vrabel took over, and you chose to cut DeMarco. The defense is better, and I would say special teams are same, worse, maybe because suck up certain you can't kick right now. But the truth is, is going into Vrabel's tenure, you were a playoff team. Does See, do you this look like a playoff that, you team? You keep bringing that up, and it has nothing to do. That's why you can't play these dumb games. It has nothing to do with it. It's who was in the division. What was the division like? Who did you play? What were the teams like that you played? I mean, that's it's that. It's not, you know, we were so much better then than we are now. Well, if, you're so you much, if you sucked. were so much better then than you are now, you would have won 12 games. Should have won 12 But games. you didn't. Should have, would have, could have. You didn't. You won nine, the same as they won the last two years. You are what your record says you are. And that's the bottom line. And, and could they have won nine in this division? No. 
Could they have won nine in last year's division? Maybe not. But, I mean, you can't. You're trying to compare apples and oranges. And I know it's a popular thing to do, and it's it's fun for fans to do. But in the football world, if every team you played was the same, if the Rams team you played five years ago was the same as the Rams team that went to the Super Bowl, then guess what? You could do that. But I think if you played those two teams, you would say there was a significant difference in those two teams. But it's still called the Rams. And that's why all of these exercises are useless. That's why nobody pays attention to last year. Last year is dead. What happened year, two years, five years ago is dead. I mean, none of that matters now. Well, all that matters now is what you're looking at now. How, what are we going to do to fix the problem now? They did not score a single point on a mediocre to bad Denver Bronco team. That Broncos team is See, not you're good. calling it mediocre to bad, but you don't know. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Okay, tell me, what's the record going to be for the Denver Broncos at the end of the year this year? I have no idea. That's a six-win football team that you just lost to yesterday. Okay. That you could not score against yesterday. And I'm here to sit here and think that everything Vrabel's doing is coming up roses? I got to give Vrabel all the credit in the world? Why? Like, I told you, you don't have to give anybody. Just blame them. Just get it out of your system. Just blame them. I'm telling you, fine. Do it. Everybody expects it. Everybody. Just blame away. Point fingers. Call them names. Do whatever it is that's going to make you happy. That's well, that's all well and good. Well, I just don't think that people know exactly what to be upset about. To me, I think Rabel's biggest You weakness, don't know what to be upset about. So how could they know? They I, don't know. And you don't know. In my opinion. <laughs> there you go. Now it's different. It's not knowing it's my opinion. This is not fact. This is an opinion show. This is an opinion. That's better. Don't, don't give me that. Well, I know what's wrong. No, you don't. I think Vrabel's biggest problem is that Vrabel can't manage a coaching staff. I think Vrabel struggles with, with the coaching staff. I think he struggles with hiring the right coaches, identifying the right coaches, and then I think he struggles with firing the wrong coaches. You know, it's Todd, it's uh, Craig Ackerman, the, the special teams coach. How many special teams mistakes? Big special team mistake yesterday led to Denver's first points. How many special teams mistakes do we have to watch? We watch a special teams blunder every week. They can't return a punt. They can't return a kick. They can't kick. They've got a Hall of Fame caliber punter right now, and that's it. Uh, but do we ever see any change at special teams, coach? Nope. You've got all the problems with the offensive line. Any change with the offensive line, coach? Nope. That's why the defense, where Vrabel went out and hired a well-respected and qualified and exemplary defensive coordinator, is a really good unit because the defense is taken care of because that coordinator was a great hire and Vrabel doesn't even need to do anything with that guy. Dean knows exactly what he's doing. Dean Pease is a genius on defense. You don't have to worry about Dean at all. You're fourth in the league in sacks or whatever. You don't even have a, a, a number one guy to go sack the quarterback, and Dean's figured it out. And all the defensive coaches seem to line fine, and the guys have good technique and all that stuff. Why? Because Dean knows what he's doing. The other side of the ball, I don't think Vrabel has any clue as to whether or not Arthur Smith's doing a good job or a bad job. 
I don't think he knows what to look for in an offensive coordinator. I don't think he knows what to look for in an offensive play caller. I don't think he knows what to, how to handle an offensive line coach. Like, to me, that's the problem, is the assistant coaches on this staff are in some places probably substandard, and yet Vrabel is either too stubborn or doesn't know how to make changes and make corrections. And that, I think, is the biggest problem with the team. Vrabel often gets up and says, you know, I can't judge the quarterback because I've never played quarterback in this league, so how can I judge the quarterback? Well, that's a great line to say, or I can't judge a kicker because I've never kicked in this league. That's a great line to say, but when you're a head coach, you've got to know how to do it. You never kicked a ball in the NFL, did you? Uh, No. I bet you know how to evaluate kickers, though. I mean, you were a special teams coach for 20 years. You were a GM. You never played a snap in the NFL, correct? Right. I bet you know how to evaluate every position and are confident in your ability to evaluate every position. Except maybe wide receiver, which you've said on the show is, you know, you're kind of bugaboo. But even then, I mean, Derek and Chris Sanders are pretty good. So you, I mean, you feel confident in being able to evaluate every position, right? If you know what they're supposed to do, you can watch the tape. Like, if you know the protection, you can watch the tape and you can say, okay, which guy on the offensive line screwed up? Well, if you know what the play is and if you know what they've been coached to do. Right. Yeah. So I think what happens is Vrabel just banks on this. Well, I I don't know how to evaluate that because I've never done that. And I think that that is affecting the way that he handles his coaching staff. So he's never been an offensive lineman and he's never had an offensive line coach before. So he doesn't know what a good offensive line coach looks like. So he can't manage this guy. And that's why he can't find an offensive coordinator because he's never had an offensive coordinator before because he's never been coached by an offensive coordinator before except for when he'd go run in there as that tight end and would just run and catch the ball. And that's where I think Vrabel struggles struggles the most as a coach. And his sideline decisions on game day are somewhat questionable sometimes. But those are the two things that I think he struggles with. Okay. <laughs> Do you agree with any of that? That's No. Get the calls. Let's get calls. You don't agree with the any banks, of that. The banks are loaded. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm not, I'm not arguing anymore. Well, just tell me where I'm wrong. You're wrong everywhere. Let's get the call. I just, I just want to know the where. Calls. All right, Chris, you're up next. Chris, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you for calling. You, by the way, just cut like four people in line, but Floyd, you know, we work on Floyd yeah, and the phones just in a bit. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you letting me come on and type the truth. Tights and truth. Give me the truth, Chris. <laughs> I appreciate it. But first off, the Mariota era, it is over. It, it's definitely over. I saw it on his face. A real franchise quarterback, and this might sound crazy, would fight to stay on the field. And it just seemed like he said, you know what, it's the coach's decision, and we're going to stick. We're going to do what the coaches say. I mean, come on, fight for the job. But, uh, again, that's another subject in and of itself. I cry for this defense. I just I wallow in tears. For this defense, DPs needs to go talk to Arthur Smith and Mike Rabel and tell them, "Look, you are killing our defense right now. Can y'all do something offensively? Help us, help you." And I just think right now, Rabel, I know he's probably not going to get fired, but I think his feet should be getting a bit warm. And John Robinson, he's got to take some blame in this too because he basically said, "And again, nine and seven, getting to the playoffs." Winning a playoff game was not good enough. He hitched his wagon to Vrabel, and right now Vrabel is failing. 
and in that, Robinson is starting to fail. And, Jared, I'm with you. I think John Robinson is a good GM, but I am kind of nervous with him picking our next quarterback because he has whipped a little. He has hit a little. But the quarterback is the most important position on the field, the first one they look at. And we have got to have the right guy in here for that. I'm praying John Robinson gets that right, but I, I don't know. Awesome John is not awesome John. I just don't know if he's going to make the right choice. But thank y'all for letting me skip in line. Be out, be oh, out. don't thank me, Chris. <laughs> thank you, Chris. Don't thank me. Thank Floyd, who doesn't exactly know how the board works. Go. Yeah, we just started we're, the we're top, figuring we're that out. Uh, I agree with everything Chris says. Floyd, your thoughts? I mean, I, I am concerned about the defense and and them, you know, struggling to maintain. And, and they have done an outstanding job of that to date, by the way, because they, I mean, they're, they know more than anybody else. They're right there on the field. They know what's going on. And, I mean, there's got to be some of those games that they go into and they're thinking, man, oh, man, something special is going to have to happen for us to have a shot here, but all we can do is go out here and try to stop them again. Um, so, you know, I mean, hopefully hopefully they can ma- maintain that, but at some point in time it's really, really going to get hard. More of your calls, plus I have one question to ask Floyd. I will ask Floyd that question. I really want an answer out of Floyd. Uh, and then we'll go right back to your phones. Chair of the GM, live from the wholesaling studio, powered by RumbleOn.com. Let me tell you about Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. That's right. I use them in my home, and they do a great job. That's right. Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. They are proud supporters of the Nashville Predators and of the Tennessee Volunteers. And you'll understand why if you use Hiller just like I do. It's simple. Go to happyhiller.com, schedule an appointment. Hiller comes out to your home, and they give you a great deal thanks to true transparency pricing. That means no special fees or hidden rates or anything of the like. Why? Because Hiller is about doing things honestly and above board. And that's why I use them at my home and I absolutely love them. That's Hiller plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical. It's starting to get cold out there. Make sure your heating is working. Hiller plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical. Proud supporters of the National Predators and the Tennessee Volunteers. Jared the GM. CSPM 1025, the game. Well, Mike Vrabel, the head coach, who, who no doubt has had to weigh this issue for the last couple of weeks as Mariota has been up and down. Uh, he said he is going to meet with his coach. He's going to meet, coach, he's going to meet with his general manager, John Robinson, this week, get together, figure out which is the best decision for the team. Is Marcus Mariota, who they thought for years was their franchise quarterback, and now it seems may not be at all. Is he going to be the starter going forward, or is it going to be Ryan Tannehill? who they traded for, gave up a premium mid-round pick, uh, paid a ton in salary just to make sure that the backup quarterback position was as good as anyone else in the NFL. It seems like that money was well spent. We do not know right now if Mariota is going to continue or if Tannehill is going to continue. Either way, even if Mariota gets back out there, it is clear he is on very, very thin ice. His future uh, with Tennessee and as a starting quarterback, very much in doubt. That was Ian Rappaport today, and I think we all know Marcus's future is very in doubt. I have one question to ask you, GM, and then we go right to the phones. What? And I just want an honest answer. Is that too much to ask for? Uh, it depends on the question. Okay, my question is this. Surely the collection of players the Titans have on their team cannot be as bad as what we're watching right now on Sundays. 
Oh, I, I would say that's right. I would say that's true. I mean, the sad part is, I mean, this defense, the 11 guys on defense are outstanding. Super Bowl caliber defense. They are really, really good. But nobody ever talks about the defense. All they talk about is Mariota and the offense. And the line. So, you know, that's that outweighs all that. That's why I said before, I get concerned the defense is, you know, at a point in time going to, I don't want to say give up, but it, it's it's hard to stay focused and stay in it, even as long as they have. But if they can continue to do that, I mean, they, they give you a chance to win every game. I don't care who's that quarterback, simply because, I mean, if we score 21 points, we're 6-0. and we average 21 points. That's all we need. We don't need 22, 23, just 21. We are 6-0, and but we can't get that done. So. so then we should expect better results in the future than 2-4 and four right now with this collection of players. Well, I don't think it's – it's not – I mean, some of these games, like the, the uh, indie game, that has nothing to do with talent. That's just brain dead. And if you're doing brain-dead things, then you're, you know, it's going to be a problem. Let's go to your phones. Lindy is up next and has been waiting very patiently. Go ahead, Lindy. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Um, I'm as frustrated as anybody else is, but the way I look at it, I'm trying to look on the light side of this. And I got a couple of comments, and I'll hang up and listen. Is The way that I saw the offense on Sunday, we can only go but one way, and that's up. And the one person that we have not blamed is Double Doink. And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Guy didn't have That's to kick. That's a positive. Well, but the, the thing that bothers me about that is Parky. I mean, he may run out onto the field to win you the game on Sunday against the Chargers and double doink off the uprights. And all of a sudden, you know, like I would have liked to see Parky out there a couple times, just give him a chance to kick it so we can see if this kicker's any good. I mean, I'm I'm concerned about kicker still. Just even though the guy didn't have to kick yesterday, I'm still worried about kicker. And, I'm not and less worried. Be. Yeah. I mean, it's so to me. I the 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 whole idea of the offense has nowhere to go but up. I don't I don't care about any of that. All I care about is the fact that you're two and four and you've got to turn it around. And week to week, I don't see an offense getting better. I see an offense getting worse every single week. Well, the 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 sad part. I mean, you can look at these games. And each one of these, and you can say, okay, if if we're if we don't go brain dead at Indy, that's another win. So now you're three and three, you're in it. You feel good. Well, that's not the way it worked. If you don't miss the field goal, you know the forty nine yarder, you win another game. Well, that doesn't count. That doesn't. Well, if you don't miss four field goals, and actually again, Indy and the forty nine yarder were the same game, but yeah, I mean there's they're one and the same. But I mean that's what I'm saying. You got two chances to win that game, and you can't get that one done. And if you don't, you know, if you kick, what, three field goals in the one game, and you don't even have to kick all the field goals, just kick three of them, and and you win that game. But can you do that? No. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, you're not going out and getting thumped weekly. You're just inventing new ways to to lose a game. And it's either a kicker or it's some brain-dead move or it's uh, I mean it's not like you're losing a bunch of games because you're fumbling away or you're throwing a ton of interceptions now we did yesterday but 
you know, it's not that way. You're doing, from a numbers standpoint, you're doing a ton of things that should help you win a bunch of games. You know, you look at your defense and what you're doing on defense, and you say, okay, that should win you a bunch of games. You look at what your punter's doing and what he's doing for you field position-wise, that should win you a bunch of games. And, and you know, you go through all those things and you think, geez, that's, you know, that's okay. You look at Derek until yesterday, but, you know, Derek was averaging, what, 80 yards a game or something rushing the ball. You say, okay, that should be good enough to win you a couple of games. But, you know, it's it's not because you, you turn around and look at, at what's going on and and there's always another reason. Steve is up next on Titans Monday. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, what's up, fellas? Great show. Um, um, Mr. Vrabel, he told the truth. He's not a very good coach. I mean, you're just going to go away from your quarterback with six minutes, with six to nothing in the third quarter. Man, wow. 13 nothing, but yes. I thought it was six in the way. Either way, you know, I mean, I, and y'all say it best, man. Defense aside, as far as the offense, what do we have, man? What have we ever had? We've had Marcus. That's what we've had. And that's the rest of the NFL knows it, and that's how they play us. And it's like how many people get wide receivers that are playmakers and skill positions at the skill positions in fifth and sixth rounds, and we can't pick nothing to save our life offensively. And expect Mariota to walk on water, man. They can get whatever quarterback they want. He's going to get sacked 25 times and be sack drunk just like the rest of them. Thank you for the call. Thank you, Steve. See, that backs up my theory. Great sack drunk. That Mariota. I've never heard that before. Mariota (laughs) is a symptom and not a cause. And the problem that I have is I feel like the Titans are not willing to examine the causes of why the line is so bad. Like, why are they so bad? Why is the line so bad? And I know you're going to say, I've told you a hundred times. I'm not, I'm not telling Saffold you. Saffold and Lawan have got to get time together. There, get, and Davis there. has yeah. never played before. Okay, well, then don't you want the coach to kind of speed it up a little bit and, and get these guys back together? And get... You know what they're doing? They're really, they're they're buying their time. They don't want to teach them all at once. So they're just teaching them like, one thing this week and then another thing next week and in a few weeks. So by the end of the season, they'll have it all in. You know, some people might actually take you seriously when you say that. (laughs) That's like you're sitting there taking – they could take you serious on your question. It's a serious (laughs) question. All of my state, very serious show today. Back to your phones next, 615-737-1025. Jared and the GM got the Authentically American on when we're on the road. That's right. By the way, I'm about to go get part of their uh, Freedom Collection of the Sweat Ink. Let me tell you, when I'm rocking that Sweat Ink, you get the hidden message when you're working out, and it pops up, and it is super cool. That's just part of what Authentically American's got. Authentically American, now you can buy individually for you. You need new polos? Don't go to the store and buy them. Get made in the USA with Authentically American. Online at AuthenticallyAmerican.us. And if you roll with Authentically American, use my name, Jared, J-A-R-E-D, Jared at promo code checkout, and you'll get 20% off. That's right. 20% off your entire order, big or small, at Authentically American by using my name, Jared, J-A-R-E-D, at AuthenticallyAmerican.us. Dot US. That's right. Everything in your wardrobe, they've got it. Made in the USA, better quality, better uh, 
better for American jobs. It's authenticallyamerican.us. Jared and the GM on Titans Monday. It's ESPN 1025, the game. Who's your starting quarterback on Sunday? If you don't know who that is yet, how quickly do you want to make that decision? Well, I think that decision will be made um, this evening and tomorrow, and then we'll let, uh, we'll let everybody know. We'll let the, the players involved know, let the team know, um, and then let you guys know. That was Brable today. Again, we'll make a decision tonight, tomorrow, and then we'll let everybody know. So, you know how the teams have, have got their own, like, media reporting as far as their own team? You know, come back to the Titans website and click the link that'll tell you the news on the team. So, of course, that was the big topic today is the quarterback situation. The Titans Twitter tweeted out, Titans to decide between QB's Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill decision in the next 24 hours. With, of course, the uh, tweet to the link to the article that has it there. Delaney Walker responds and says, LMAO, laughing my ass off. Why would you post that emoji of, hmm? And then you wonder why the fans act the way they do. So apparently Delaney not happy with the team's Twitter for having promoted a story about the fact that the coach said that they'll make a decision in the next 24 hours. Can't please everybody in life. <laughs> nope. Speaking of that, you've Tell said that everybody can point fingers. You've said you would go with Marcus. You know, you would you would go back to Marcus on Sunday. What did you think of Tannehill yesterday in his performance, albeit in somewhat of a limited capacity? You know, there wasn't an earth-shattering difference. Uh, I think he's he was poised. He knew what he wanted to do in the pocket. Threw a couple of real nice balls early, right off the bat. Uh, and actually got into kind of a roll there, you know, when we were we were marching down and they had a, a lot of room and they were kind of playing a semi-prevent defense. And he was able to complete a lot of checkdowns and a lot of, so ended up gaining yards. So, you know, I mean, he's a veteran guy. He's played in a lot of games and he knows what he's doing. This is not, none of this is new to him. Uh, which is one of the real positives about him is that, you know, he's going to come in there with with more experience than Marcus has. And so uh, all of that time in the league is going to certainly help him, you know, if he ends up being the guy down the road. I, uh, by the way, I do think there was an earth-shattering difference between Mario and Tannehill. I mean, when Tannehill got in the game, I'm like, all right, completing some passes here. Mariota yesterday was just horrible. I mean, he's throwing the ball six yards short of a five-yard throw, and it just, he was horrible yesterday. But to your point, I mean, I never felt like Tannehill was going to come back in and win the game. No. Let's go to your phone, 615-737-1025. Let's go to uh, Frank, who's up next. Thank you for calling. Go ahead, Frank. Well, I was going to say about Mariota, but he stick a fork in him. He's done. Second of all, Jared, I just want to know how many you said about uh, Vrabel being a bad coach. How many NFL teams have you coached for? When did I say Vrabel was a bad coach? You keep saying he keeps making all these bad decisions and everything else. He can't do this. He can't do that. The only thing I can see is Mariota cannot play the game. He ain't. I don't know if he can't see the field fast enough. I mean, Pittsburgh had a undrafted rookie win last night. You know he did nothing to help them win, right? And neither has Mariota. 
but they won the game. Okay, we'll see. Mariota, as in the first career start, which was, by the way, Devin Hodges, Devlin Hodge, thank you for the call, Duck, or whatever his name is, uh, that went out there and played yesterday. That was his first career start. The best start in the history of the NFL in a career, to start a career, is Marcus's first career start against Tampa Bay. That is the single best rookie first start ever. End of story. I mean, the Pittsburgh quarterback didn't do anything yesterday. San Diego turned the ball over inside their own 10 twice, just giving Pittsburgh touchdowns. Pittsburgh got a 14-0 lead in what was a home game for them. San Diego's a mess, which may be the only silver lining in all of this right now, is that's who you play next week. But, I mean, I'm not going to look at the Pittsburgh quarterback yesterday and say, Ah, Mariota's a bum! Those so not even relatable, not even in the same zip code as far as anything is concerned other than the fact they both play quarterback in the NFL. It, that is an interesting story about him, though. <laughs> yeah, duck. Oh, God. <laughs> duck. So stupid. Uh, it just sounds so ugh, awful. Scott is up next. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah, I just want to say I heard, you know, I appreciate the, the, the call, but uh, I just want to say as a Titans fan for, you know, since 99 grew up with this team, I mean, Really, when you look at this, who cares? Who cares who the coach is? Who cares who the quarterback is? Who cares who the GM is? I mean, it's the same story over and over again. It's, in my opinion, it's not a it's not a problem on the field. It's a problem in the boardroom and the Titans' ability to evaluate talent. Really, since you left Floyd, has been so subpar compared to their you know competitors or their peers, uh, and it's just led to a roller coaster cycle of just. Terrible decisions you've gone through since you left. I think what three GMs, four coaches, and six quarterbacks. Three of whom were supposed to be the next franchise quarterback. I just don't see how we won't have the same conversation in five years unless Amy Adams, who is a new owner at this point, you know, if she doesn't do something to drastically change the way that she views the game of football, and maybe that's you know take a playbook out of the NBA and. You know, go find yourself a, a consultant from someplace that, that won in the modern era. You know, until you change the way that you view the game and the way that you evaluate talent at that level, I just don't see how anything changes and trickles down. A new quarterback's just going to come in and get lit up like Mariota did, just like Jake Locker did. Just what if like you draft Jake the next did. Patrick Mahomes? If you draft the next, you 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 think that they they have the ability to draft the next Patrick Mahomes? I didn't what say they do or don't, but I said what if they do? If they do draft, I think he'll get lit up just like uh, David Carr did. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has a pretty good offensive line in front of him to get him all day, and then they also scheme players open. I don't know if you saw, you know they just they run straight. Design. That's all Kansas City does is run straight, and he runs out of the. But thank you for your call, by the way, Scott. That's all they do is they run straight, and Mahomes runs around and then plants and fires the ball as far as he can, and they usually score a touchdown. <laughs> like, is that not what they do? They do a lot. Just run. <laughs> That's what they run in Kansas City. But like, okay, so so correct me if I'm wrong here. The idea of, well, the Titans haven't been good for 20 years, so they're not ever going to be good. Or like the fans that are like, sell the team. 
You think selling the team's going to make you a better football team? Like who's going? And if anything, it can make you worse because the person who's going to pay three billion dollars to buy a football team will want to have their hands on the football team, like the Washington owner, and that guy just screws everything up. I think selling the team is the worst thing that could happen to the Titans. This is the the issue you always run into when you get in these situations with the quarterback, and it and it never changes. And it's and you have to find somebody somewhere along the line that can knock it out of the cycle. And if you can't find that guy, then you know you're right. What did I tell you last year when they when when Malark left? I said you say who's next? I said it'd be the quarterback. And then who's after the quarterback? Then J. Rob and the coach. Yep. And, and then after J. Rob, we go back to the coach. And then we just that's the way it works. And it's. Until you can find somebody that can break those things, then you know what? It's just a vicious cycle. And and the bottom line is that the end result after all those are lose, 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 lose. Can't win until you get somebody right in there, whoever that is. is and whatever it is. But see, I thought J Rob was the guy to break the cycle. And I'm not sure he's not. I mean, I'm I'm fine with J Rob. I have absolutely no problem with it. <laughs> you can, you know what? I mean, it's like I said, you point your fingers all the way. You go blame everybody. That's fine. That makes you feel better. But it doesn't make me feel better. So, I mean, go for it. I'm not saying anything. I'm just no. I think you ought to. I'm just staring right at you as you. I got no problem with John. I got no no problem. No problem at at the offensive line, Floyd. I have no problem. None. Now did I talk about right guard for you know a year? Yeah, I did all summer. Oh my God! And they think, and they think, they got the guy. Okay, now, is it their fault he got hurt in camp? Whose fault is that? Hello? <laughs> we don't know. It's nobody's fault. It just happened. So if you get hurt in camp and you can't practice all through training camp and you're a rookie and you're the answer to the question, what do you do? Well, you got to go in and learn on the run. And well, that's where we are. What did you think about the, uh, the caller's uh, suggestion that the Titans get a consultant? A la, you know, I guess Tom Coughlin, I think, would probably be the best example of this in Jacksonville, where Coughlin's not technically the GM, but Coughlin, in my opinion, Coughlin is the general manager of the Jags. I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't know how that, that works. You know, you've got to have somebody that those all of those things are really, really tough because, you know, if if a guy goes in at that position, he may want to take over. And now, you know, whoever the GM is feels threatened or whoever the head coach is feels threatened or or whoever the president is feels threatened. And, you know, now it's a bad relationship. Now it's it's more problem than it's worth. So, I mean, if you could, if you could get exactly the right person, exactly the right 
then, you know, if, if you think it would help, I could understand that. But it is really, really hard to find that person. Back to your phones next. By the way, do not miss our coverage on Sunday. The kickoff, 10 to 1230, followed by the pregame show live out of the George Jones on 2nd Avenue. Special time. Again, that'll be 1230 to 230. So the pregame show, 1230 to 230 at the George Jones downtown prior to Titans Chargers. Uh, the NFL pregame is brought to you by Wholesaling, powered by RumbleOn.com. Kubota Tractors, Middle Tennessee Kubota Dealers, and Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House. Jared of the GM, CSPN 1025, the game. Do you feel there were times where that pocket was escaped from prematurely? Um, that's probably fair to say. You know, I think it's probably fair to say. And, and again, I, I think that that comes down to, to really the ultimate trust. Having never dropped back um, eight yards um, in the National Football League and had pressure come, and need to get out of there, um, and then saying now it's it's not there. You know you have to build trust, and and when those guys are giving us a pocket, you know being able to, to step up and trust it and, and throw the football. But then look back, and there's times where that wasn't, and there was somebody, you know, leaking up the middle. And so I think that that's that's everybody trusting each other to do their job and and, and doing it repeatedly um, over the course of time is is how you build trust. It's not just one clean pocket um, or one really good route um, or one really good run or whatever. It, it has to be done repeatedly. One of the more underappreciated or under-talked about aspects of how bad Mariota was yesterday were the times he ran out of the pocket and into pressure. Like ran out of a clean pocket and into a Denver defender yesterday, which was happened about two or three times. I rewatched a game last night. And there was one where he takes a snap on a third down, a makeable third down. He takes the snap, and he's one, two, and instead of just staying in the pocket, patting the ball, no one's coming at him, stay in the pocket, wait for someone to get open, throw the ball. He spins around to the other side right into a Den- to a Denver defender. Mm. Just terrible. Dodging ghosts. Just terrible. Back to your phone. 615-737-1025. That's exactly what it looked like. He like performed a spin move on someone who wasn't even there. Uh, David is up next on Marcus Mariota. Thank you for calling. Go ahead, David. Thank you. Um, I got two takes and I'll listen. On my first one, I want to be honest and say that I don't think your question to the coach was a bad one. There's a, there is definitely a, a drop in Mariota. And you're right. He could have said anything. He could have said the O-line is not the same due to injuries. You know, LaJuan was out. He could have said, you know, the teams that we played or just anything. But for him to just say, oh, I'm, I guess I'm back court, uh, coach, that's a Bill Belichick thing, obviously. And my second thing would be that there's got to be, like you said, at some moment we have to ask ourselves, is the offensive line coach the problem? Is this coach either not getting the players together? And like you said, the, the GM is always saying, you know, they need time to, uh, to, to Saffold and Lawan. But guess what? Yesterday, Lawan was getting beat by, by himself on one-on-one. He was getting pushed into Mariota, into him. So at the end of the day, regardless, the GM, I feel like he's got a, uh, not a favoritism, but he, he's a, he definitely doesn't want to say nothing bad about Vrabel, but, to be honest, at some point, we need to ask ourselves, Vrabel is a great guy, but not everyone can be a good coach. And you're asking the right questions, but we haven't played a snap, so we're just out here looking crazy. Thank you. Thank I'll you. I'll listen. Thank you, Floyd. 
I don't. I'm good. Well, I mean, I. <laughs> I mean, I, I hear that call and I think to myself, like, number one, I, I don't care what people think about the question I asked Rabel today. It doesn't bother me. I mean, I, I, I want to know, so I ask the question. He can answer it however he wants. I'm not sad, happy, indifferent. I don't. I, I have no feelings towards how Rabel answered that question or what I asked. Um, on the second part of what the caller said, like Lawan and Saffold, the line is a mess. And I know there are excuses for why the line is a mess, but I'm not here to listen to those today. Fix it. Because you only get 16 of these games. This ain't the NHL now, where you get 82 games to fix something. The line is a mess. It is a mess. And that's where I'm... Let me ask a question. Do you think they planned it so that Taylor would miss like a quarter of the season and then come bombing in and be, you know, did they work that out? Did they, you know, were they planning on, okay, we'll play the rookie, but let's not let him go through camp. Let's just hold him out, hold him out, hold him out. And now about the fourth game, we'll throw him in there and see what happens. They don't want it that way. Then put Dennis but what Kelly are they going right to do? They can't go crying about it. The only thing you can do is work harder to make it better. That's the only thing you can do. And you can and the people can like that, not like it, think it's excuse, think it's not. That is a fact. And whether you like it or you don't, I don't care. But that's the truth. They don't have a lot of options here. There are not a lot of things they can do. And consequently it's it's a problem. It's it's rearing its ugly head. And and you know what? Do you think those guys, do you think anybody over there wants to risk their job on a rookie right guard? No. No, I want an all-pro right guard. Oh, really? Jeez, let's see if we can find one for you. You know? I mean, nobody, I mean, we act like everybody's trying to, to plan that out so it works like that. I know, but the nobody way Nobody wants it like that. They wanted Panfield to be the guy. But what bothers me, the, I think what bothers me so much about this is that, I mean, from the start, from the day that they cut Klein, you were like, who is going to play right guard? Yes. Every single day. Yes. At the draft. You wanted in the first round to draft a right guard. You knew that there probably wasn't going to be a guard there, but we talked about trading down and getting more picks and then taking a right guard at the end of the first round. We we talked about that. We talked about in the second round drafting a right guard. And remember how many picks went off the board, how many offensive linemen went off the board right before the Titans got to pick at 51. The guy from A&M went off the board. The tackle from Oklahoma went off the board. All these guys that we had circled and said, if they get to you at 51 today, take them in the second round. And you complained all offseason, who's the right guard? Who's the right guard? Floyd, I think the Titans are going to be, who's the right guard? Who's the right guard? So if you can sit there and say that over and over again of who's the right guard, now we get to October 10th and the fact that they didn't plan for what you had talked about every no, single no, day they of the planned. offseason. That's what I'm saying. They, they planned crappy. They <laughs> You didn't like Pam Thiel and the idea of a third rounder from, from Charlotte who played tackle last year coming in and but playing guard. it wasn't guard. my decision. But, you did, but you're smart enough they, to know that. They said in their mind, this is our solution to the problem. 
Now, I said before, does that make it? Does that make you right on solving every problem? And the answer is no. No, you're not going to be right on solving every problem. But you try to be right on most, or you know, that the, the most that you can. And on that case, did they plan for Panfield to get hurt? Did they plan for the rookie to get hurt? Maybe they should have planned for Panfield no, to get hurt. No, when you look maybe at they should have. But, 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 I mean, they didn't plan for that, and it happened. And it happened. Was it unfortunate? Absolutely. Kevin is up next. What's up, Kevin? Kevin. Hey, wait. Did your mama tell you I was coming? Okay, let's go to. <laughs> hey, be ready on that trigger, baby. <laughs> I do wonder what the I do wonder what his mom said. Let's go to Ike, who's up next. What's up, Ike? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Okay, all right. Then just bear with me here because what I'm fixing to say, uh, hopefully, uh, it'll make sense to everybody. Uh, first of all, uh, Mariota, he his mechanics are totally off. He's not a franchise quarterback, and I think everybody should have understood that when they drafted him. Whoever sold the idea. So Miss Adams and, and them should be fired already. I think they should revamp everything, fire everyone top to bottom, hire Floyd again, get Floyd up in there, and uh, I think they should bring Eddie George as a running back coach. I think they should bring uh, D. Mason. There's wide. Thank you for know. the call. Uh, <laughs> I just, I mean, you know, I don't remember when the Packers tried Bart Starr out as coach. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I would you be interested in being general manager of the Titans again? <laughs> I, I, oh, I got a job. Why would I? Why would I ever leave this job? Good answer. <laughs> Good answer. There's no way you would say you would ever spout any hint of interest in that job, especially with your buddy as the general manager. Uh, who, by the way, I think you know, you may want to put some suggestions in the suggestion box for him if if you feel inclined to do so. Six one five seven three seven one zero two five. Coming up next, three up, three down. Floyd's three things. I cannot wait to see the three things Floyd liked from yesterday's game. But we will get to that next. Plus, of course, the three things Floyd did not like. That should be interesting too. Then we're right back to your phones, Jared of the GM. Let me tell you about T.J. Anderson Holmes. That's right, my buddy T.J. Anderson. I've been telling you all about T.J. Anderson now for a while. If you're looking to buy or sell your home, you gotta get with T.J. Why? Because T.J. is a national market veteran. He knows the escalating costs. He knows what's happened in certain areas of town, and he knows the areas of town that are developing. That are the next big. It areas of the it city. That's TJ Anderson Homes. If you're looking to sell your home, got to get with TJ. Why? Because TJAndersonHomes.com has thousands of people going to TJAndersonHomes.com daily. So you want your house to be listed on TJ Anderson Homes. They put it up there. Bing, bang, boom. People are going to want your home. TJ knows what he's doing. He's been here for a while, and that's why I'm proud to always tell you about TJ Anderson. That's right. So if you're looking to buy or sell your home, not certain who you're going to go with, TJ Anderson Homes, part of Benchmark Realty. That's TJAndersonHomes.com. Jared the GM. It's ESPN 1025, the game.